In this episode, we talk about using freelancers to build your private label empire. Oh yeah! Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey, everybody, what's happening? Welcome to episode number 81 of the Private Labeler Show. That's 8-1. Glad that you could make it. Thanks for tuning in. I saved you a spot. Yes. Hopefully, you're having a terrific day. I know I am. And uh, hopefully, you're taking lots of massive action in your private label business, really just crushing it and uh, just making things happen, working towards your goals and your dreams. So actually, in this episode, I'm going to play in just a second a interview that I did with Mr. Nathan Hirsch of FreeUp.com. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I don't interview many people anymore. I, I don't have people on the uh, on the podcast for, uh, actually, it's been quite a while, and that's uh, kind of by design. I, I kind of like flying solo in a lot of cases, so it's very rare, yeah, that we do have a um, another guest on the podcast. So I'm excited to bring that to you guys in just a quick second. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. We're talking all about freelancers and how using freelancers can really help you grow your private label business to the next level a heck of a lot quicker than you ever thought possible. So hopefully you're going to get some value out of that interview in just a quick second, guys. Um, also, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, you guys know you should be joined up if you're not uh, you can simply search in the Facebook search bar, type in something like Amazon FBA Private Label Freedom Seekers, and you should be able to find our Facebook group that coincides with the podcast here. Make sure you get joined up if you are not yet already a member. And also, uh, you can just type in privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. That'll take you to the same same page there. Again, get, get joined up. Make sure you say hello to everybody. Uh, get active, get participating, helping out, asking questions. And I am pretty active in that group, as you guys might know, so bombs away in there, whatever. Let's just all help each other get to where we need to go. And uh, real quick, I wanted to ask or mention, if anybody listening to this went to the Amazon FBA Boost event in New York City the other day, I think it was like June 28th maybe, uh, if you went there and attended and got any value out of it that you would like to share... Uh, please either just share that in the Facebook group, maybe some gold nuggets that you got, some cool stuff that's maybe coming out, or uh, maybe if you got a lot of information and you want to jump on the podcast with me, maybe we'll do something like that. So um, I'd be, be very curious to hear about uh, kind of the things that are happening, because my guess is uh, they were kind of talking about things coming around the corner, as, and as you guys know with Amazon, there's always changes on the horizon, and it's really kind of important to make sure you're in tune with what's going to happen around the corner. So that about does that. So um, this interview I'm about to play with you is with Mr. Nathan Hirsch of freeup.com. Really great guy. I'm glad I had the, the chance to kind of catch up with him and talk about freelancers. And, um, you know, we he is an Amazon seller and he's been selling on Amazon for, I think it was eight or nine years at this point, doing very well, actually doing drop shipping on Amazon. So um, a little bit different of business model than compared to private labeling, but all, all in all still selling on Amazon. So um, he has kind of really dug deep on freelancers and used freelancers to help grow his Amazon business. And uh, he's got a really awesome site that I'm just loving at this point because as you guys know, uh, for freelancers, a lot of times what people say, if you go into the Facebook groups, they'll say, oh, just go to Upwork. And you know, people go to Upwork and all of a sudden they're just like 
bamboozled. Like they're just like, what do I do now? Like, how do I hire? Like, how does this all work? And um, it can get, it can be really overwhelming to start looking for freelancers to do different tasks to kind of, you know, maybe uh, find virtual assistants, things, you know, people that just help you with your, with your private label business. And um, I've, I've been dealing with freelancers on and off for the past four, probably five years at this point. And I know that it can be kind of a headache and uh, very frustrating to find the right freelancer, to find freelancers that really stick with you. And um, yeah, it can be challenging. So we're going to be talking about that and how you can take your private label business to the next level and really get you to where you need to go so that you can free up your time to focus more on higher level tasks in your business um, instead of kind of the the day-to-day mundane minutiae type of, you know, basic work that essentially you should be having freelancers do at some point. So we'll talk about that. And um, yeah, so here we go. Without further delay, guys, here is the interview that I did with Nathan Hirsch of freeup.com. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. I'd like to welcome Nathan Hirsch of freeup.com. That's free up with three E's, right, Nate? With three E's, yep. So welcome to the podcast. And um, could you just kind of fill in some blanks as far as like who you are? Um, you know, how'd you get involved in this whole space? And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Nick, thanks for having me. So I've been selling online since 2009. Um, I've sold over $30 million on Amazon. I started my first business when I was in college um, buying and selling textbooks. And that really led me to Amazon, um, which led me to dropshipping. Years before I even knew what dropshipping was called, I created a million-dollar dropship business um, where I was selling things I didn't have, uh, buying them from different vendors, distributors, retailers, and having them shipped to my customer. And from growing my Amazon business and graduating and focusing on this is my full-time job, um, I learned how important hiring is and, and how they can really make you look good or make you look really bad. So along the process of hiring hundreds of remote workers, I came up with a pretty good process for it, but I also realized how much of a hassle it was. And with meeting with other business owners, I realized that everyone else was in the same boat. Um, it takes so long to post a job on Upwork or um, go to different, go to monster.com or go through applicants and multiple rounds of interviews. It's just an incredibly long process. And when you're like me and you're very fast paced and you want to get stuff done, it's the slowest part of, part of the whole business process. So. I wanted to come up with a better way. So at FreeUp, what we did differently when I created FreeUp is we get hundreds of applicants every week. We have that great interview process I created from years of hiring myself. We have guidelines about communication because that's my biggest pet peeve. I can't take it when um, remote workers don't communicate with me because I don't care how talented you are. If you can't communicate with me at a high level, um, we're never gonna work together effectively. And then so we take those top 1% of workers add them to our network, make them available to our clients first come first serve. We, it's free to be a client, there's no monthly fee. You get access to the top 1% of remote workers that have incredible communication skills. And we have workers from five to $50 an hour, both US and non-US for every skill set. So besides saving you all that time, we also wanted to add that hands-on approach, that great customer service that a lot of Amazon sellers know, know about, but really bringing that to the hiring industry and also a no turnover guarantee because that's really the, the other side of hiring. Um, yes, the communication is a struggle in the interview process and all that. But when you hire that right person only to train them and have them quit, there's nothing more frustrating and more expensive to your business. So we back up our workers. If they quit for any reason, we cover all retraining, all replacement costs and get them a new worker right away. So that's really what we created with FreeUp based on my Amazon experience. Okay, that's okay. cool. Um, we can definitely dive into that in just a little bit here. And I just want to kind of um, 
kind of chat a little bit about your Amazon experience. So how, how many years have you been selling on Amazon now? Um, almost nine years. Okay, that's that's considerably a long time compared to you know maybe a lot of private labelers who are just getting started or maybe a few years in. And uh, you've you've obviously uh, are you mainly just doing the drop shipping at this point? Is that what you're still doing? Yeah, we only do drop shipping. Okay, excellent. I've never drop shipped on Amazon. I've done it from my own website, but uh, if you've been doing it for nine years, uh, something must be working right with it. But uh, you being in the game for for nine years on Amazon, which is awesome. Um, what what have you seen kind of changing in the e-commerce industry on Amazon over those nine years? And like, where do you maybe see things going? Yeah. So besides the the increase in sellers, because when I started, um, it was me and like four other people on every listing, and it was the same people that I would see everywhere. Now there's just tons and tons of people on every listing. Um, we've seen a lot of increase in Amazon just cracking down on everything. I mean, when I first started with the metrics, which a lot of FBA sellers don't even notice because it's all handled by Amazon, but for dropshippers, it's pretty important. Stuff like late shipment rate, um, even the cancellation stuff, it just got more intense. And they just keep adding newer and newer metrics to make it harder and really to make it all about quality control. So that's why when I tell people, um, or when people ask me, do they want to, can they get into dropshipping now or how to do it? For me, it's all about your processes. It's less about finding the right product and, and learning Amazon. You have to have your processes down to a T. I mean, the manufacturers you work with, you're responsible for them. Amazon doesn't want to hear that um, your manufacturer messed up, it's you messed up. And the only way you're on top of that is by making sure every single detail from getting tracking numbers and confirmation and returns um, is handled. So for me, when you're setting up any business, but more importantly, Amazon, as they get stricter and stricter and stricter, you have to be on top of every system, every process, every little piece of quality control so you don't give Amazon any reason to go after you. Right. And then you, you mentioned you were doing some pretty solid revenue, obviously, in over those nine years. Um, you know, things just seem to be kind of rolling along for you. Obviously, you have this new angle with your freeup.com uh, venture here. Would you say that uh, like your Amazon dropshipping business, is that pretty well fully automated at this point? Or, or like what's your what's your time investment into your actual Amazon business? <laughs> I probably spend like two to four hours a week. Oh, um, wow. It's pretty much runs without me. It's all remote workers. I practice what I preach. Um, I only hire workers that are in the free up network, um, people that have been pre-vetted and all that. And we have software that we built with remote workers and um, systems and processes that we've created and fine-tuned. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Amazon is once you get to a certain level, it, it's so risky to keep growing. You get more on Amazon's radar. It's more quality control you have to deal with. So we found a nice, comfortable spot that we like being at. Um, right now we, we do in that four to $8 million in revenue a year. And we like to stick there. Um, because once you get bigger, it requires a lot more of my time and effort and, and time that I want to be spending, um, on free up. So that's really what I'm trying to do is focus my time on free up, um, while other remote workers handle my Amazon business. Excellent. So yeah, obviously if, if for anybody listening to this, you know, who would, uh, would you say two to four hours a week? I mean, to, to run a, uh, a nice business you got there. I think everybody would be like, wow, I wish that could be me. But obviously, as you know, it just didn't happen overnight. And in order for you to be successful, at, you know, at, at those levels, you heavily rely on, you know, outsourcing and your freelancers to get you to where you need to be to do all these things that, you know, you don't want to do that you can have somebody else that's maybe got a better skill set in those things, actually take control of that business and run it, you know, in, in, at an optimal level. And I think that's really important for people to understand that, you know, we, a lot of us maybe have read like the four hour work week, right? You know, by Tim Ferriss and like, 
I think that's why a lot of us get into this type of online marketing or e-commerce or whatever, because we want that freedom. And, uh, you know, when, once we start exploring and jumping into this, we realize, wow, we're working 10, 20, you know, hours a day, sometimes going crazy. Like when we first get started, you know, barely sleeping. And, uh, it's just, it's important to let everybody know that that just doesn't happen overnight. Right. That took you a while to get there. Yeah, I mean, even with FreeUp, I, I bootstrapped both companies. I made it so that the revenue I was making in the first six months, I reinvest back into the company. And at the beginning, it was all me. Every ticket filled, every um, every recruitment interview, every little thing is what is you. And same thing on the Amazon side. When I was running it up front, I was filling every order. I was searching for every product. I was responding to every customer email. And as the revenue grew, then you start hiring people and taking stuff off your plate and hiring a customer service person. You can focus on sales. And then once your sales increase, all right, now, now it doesn't make sense for me to do orders anymore. Let's hire someone for the morning and then night and then weekends. And you kind of gradually grow until a few years later, you look up and you have this incredible 10, 20 person A team that you really trust that's reliable, um, that can let you focus on other bigger and better things. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just to kind of clarify, you were grinding just like everybody kind of starting out, but that kind of led you into going, okay, well, I'm only so effective being one person and I can only scale so much being one person. And you only have so much patience, you know, doing the same thing day in and day out that kind of led you to go, okay, I could really do a lot better if I had people helping me, which I assume kind of led you into this whole free up idea, uh, the free up.com with, uh, with outsourcing and freelancers and all that. Right. Like, so how did, how did that really come to be when you said, I have this idea that I could, you know, not only do this for my business, but I could create a business out of this to help other private labelers, Amazon sellers, e-commerce sellers. So what, what, at what point did you go? I could, I could turn this into a business. Yeah, so it's a great question. So when I found um, when I found out about Odesk and, and Upwork and all the other marketplaces of the world where you could get um, different workers from around the world, I became addicted and obsessed to it. I thought this was the greatest thing I ever found. A guy on my softball team actually told me about it, and I, I wanted to build what I called an Odesk army of of just workers that would. Um, be reliable and just take everything off my plate because I realized that I was just doing all these repetitive tasks. And not only that, but I was hiring employees for $50,000, a year. And then I realized that they were spending 10, 20 hours of their week, of their 40, 50-hour work week, um, doing these tasks that were such low level. So I gave everyone assistance. I gave people assistance to their assistance. Um, and I just found it a very effective way to grow faster by making sure everyone was really focused on whatever their pay grade is rather than doing every little thing that may, might go along with their part of the company okay excellent yeah that so what what would you say that really because you know we always push you know upwork or ordesk or i think there i think elance.com is still out there i'm not if i'm not mistaken but i know i always used to use you know upwork i used to have a, a pretty big kindle business and i used to use upwork for virtual assistants and elance as well to do different tasks and things like that and uh, I, I guess Upwork's kind of the, you know, the most popular one in, in, the, uh, in the community, if you will. Everybody always just says, ah, go to Upwork and find somebody. Um, what really sets you guys apart from, from Upwork, though? Because I was looking at your free up site, and I was just like, wow, this is, to me, this was really catered to e-commerce sellers, to online marketers. Like, everything was shouting to me going, I need to really get involved with, with free up just because of, just, you were speaking my language when I was on your site as far as, like, having, um, you know, freelancers, kind of doing specific tasks related to things that I'm already doing. And I'm like, wow, looking at this, like you're speaking my language here. So like, I guess essentially like what really sets you apart from Upwork? Is it, is it just kind of that you cater to a specific niche? Is that really what your, what your uh, differentiation is? 
Um, so not really. We have plenty of clients that are not e-commerce. Obviously, my my background's Amazon. So when I started Free Up, it was an Amazon business, and we had a, I had a great core of Amazon workers, and I gave them to my clients. And then all of a sudden, the clients were like, "Hey, we need graphic designers. We need bookkeepers." Um, and so we started expanding from there. Um, but I have plenty of non-e-commerce clients as well. The real difference between us and Upwork, and we have a good relationship with Upwork. I mean, we do maybe 10% or less of our business with them. Um, just for, We use them just like our, we use lots of other places to find workers. And we don't get a large quantity of workers there, but we definitely use them um, and follow their policies and all that stuff. But what we really are is that hands-on marketplace. I mean, we, when you go on Upwork, there's so many people that can apply to your jobs. You have to do all the work. With us, we're vetting these people. We're doing the interviews for you. When someone's in our network, we know they're legit. So you can submit a request, have a worker within an hour, interview them for 10 minutes, click the hire button, and be good to go and get projects started same day. Where is if you have, let's say, a graphic design project now or you need some listings created, on Upwork and the other marketplaces, it might take you a week to get through applicants, um, whereas we're much faster paced, much more hands-on. Um, you actually have someone to go to if there's an issue that's going to make sure you're you're not stranded. I mean, let's say your worker quits in the middle of busy season. On Upwork, again, you go post a job, you interview people. You don't have a week or two to find the right person. You need the right person then, and that's something that we can provide and really back up to our clients. Okay, excellent. And then what would you say, you've been doing this for a while, I was saying with the freelancing and all this and that, but like, what would you say like the biz biggest mistakes people make when they start outsourcing? Let's say they didn't come across you guys. They went, went to Upwork and they're kind of like, wow, there's a lot of opportunity here. But as you mentioned, yeah, it can be kind of a pain to sift through and sort and whatever. But like, what, what would you say some of the biggest mistakes people kind of, kind of fall into when they start trying to uh, hire freelancers? Yeah, the biggest mistake is setting clear expectations for communication up front. Um, and that's why we have those communication policies to be in our marketplace um, that our workers have to abide by to make sure the clients have a good experience. Um, I mean, even the best workers, right? They have all these different clients and every client wants a different thing. And so when you hire a worker, they're only going based on what other clients liked. And what they like might not be the same thing as what you like. They might like Skype, you might like Google Hangout. And that's obviously a very small example, but just getting on the same page of, hey, I, want, I like to be updated this often. This is how I want you to get do projects. This is how we train. These are my pet peeves. Don't do this. Don't bother me during this time. Hey, like I know I have so many clients that don't even know their own worker schedules, like when they sleep and when they don't. And just small stuff like that, making sure you get all the information up front, that you lay out those expectations is so important. I mean, I've had clients um, before at the very beginning of free up, um, I had clients come to me with horror stories where they would hire a worker, train them. And then the next week they would realize that the schedule doesn't match up and it was a terrible fit. Like all that stuff needs to get, be, get done up front to make sure that you, um, that you, it's actually the right fit before you even invest time and money into that worker. Okay. Makes sense. So clear expectations you would say, and, um, not just laying that out from the get go, but as you try to train or show somebody what to do, being extremely clear, because I know um, I'm dealing with a lot of uh, freelancers in, in my in my time as well. I, I found that to be very true. What you just said there, like you could think in your mind it's clear and that they'd understand what what you're expecting or whatever it might be. But on the other end, if you're just chatting away through Skype messages or something like that, they may think it's something completely different. So I think just clarity and I always would try to use video when possible to show people things and things like that. So that way they can just visually see. So just little things like that, really important, guys. Clarity is very, very important. Now, um, obviously in the Amazon game, the private labelers and everybody listening to this, like we're all doing kind of a million different things and you know we're trying to be the jack of all trades. 
but like, what would you say, you know, when it's time to actually hire a freelancer to kind of help, you know, automate or maybe scale a little bit of your business? Like what, what do you think in your opinion is the reason why people don't start with freelancers or like what holds them back from getting started? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to someone this morning. They were just terrified to let go. I mean, we're talking about a very successful business person that is very detailed with his systems and processes, and he doesn't trust anyone else to do it. And although you can run a solo business like that, you're never going to take your business to the next level. Not only that, but are you are you really going to take enough time off if you have to do everything? Are you really going to spend enough time with your family? Are you ever going to be able to open up a second business, which a lot of us are are entrepreneurs at heart and they don't want to just run the same company for the next 50 years. Um, you can't do those things. You can't reach those poten- your potential. You can't grow a huge business. You're going to max out at a certain limit if you don't hire people and hire people effectively, efficiently, and, ha- and have them able to do those systems and processes and really trust them and let go. And, and that's really the hardest part is just letting go because once you do let go and you have a good hiring experience and you take something off your plate and you're able to focus on bigger and better things in your business, it's addicting. It's something that you don't want to get, you, you want to do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. I mean, every day, my business partner and I, Connor, just because we love hiring so much, we're like, hey, we could hire someone to do this and this and this. And obviously, you don't hire someone to do everything depending on your budget and past, recent hires and stuff like that. But there's just such a potential out there to add people to your team with skills that you don't have and things that your company is not good at that you can turn weaknesses into strengths. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember a um, quick little story here when I had a, uh, a pretty big Kindle business. I kind of networked with a lot of other Amazon Kindle sellers and we were all doing pretty good numbers as far as you know monthly sales and things like that. But our, our issue was that we were working a million hours a week and we we're kind of just like, you know, money wasn't even cool at that point. It's just because we had to spend so much time working because we weren't outsourcing really anything. We weren't automating much. Uh, we were, we, we had fear of like, literally, this was the fear. It, it was turning over our accounts or giving access to our our accounts, our Amazon accounts to a potential freelancer. To us, that just was a roadblock. It was like, well, I don't want them to see all this because what if they do X, Y, Z? What if they do this? What if they do that? And I think it took us a while to over, you know get past that. But once we actually entered this world of freelancers and training and doing all this and that, then it was almost a point of bragging about how little you work compared to how much. And then realizing, okay, I have people doing things while I sleep because, you know, typically we would hire out of the Philippines and things like that. But, um, you know, it was just, you know, it was, it was awesome because again, work was getting done while we uh, slept. And then it became, as you said, addicting because we were like, wow, what else could we have people do? And it just led into this whole thing of like, how do I fully automate this? So I, I'm out of this business a hundred percent. And that's where it got really exciting when you were making really good revenue and really good profit each and every month. And it was virtually automated. And obviously it takes a while to get to that point. But I think, yeah, for, for us, it was just that roadblock of, I don't want to give them you know, access to our account. Like that was just like our weird hang up in our head for some reason. And once we got past that, then it was game over, you know? Yeah, and keep in mind, Amazon could change their policy tomorrow. But I mean, at this moment, I've hired hundreds of workers to work on my store. I've never had one issue with that, um, the people like crossing IPs or anything like that. I've done this with thousands of clients. I've obviously heard the horror, horror stories that everyone else has, but I've never even had one issue. I mean, Amazon, if I'm Amazon, I'm expecting people to hire. I don't think there's any malicious intent. There's plenty of consultants out there that need to log into people's account with, with limited access. I wouldn't give anyone your main login because that's just a bad idea in general. But Amazon expects you to use people to grow your business. They don't expect you to 
for every Amazon seller to be a one-man operation. So I agree. That's another fear that I, I mean, I must get that question a few times every week. And like I said, you're using the workers at your own risk. Could could something happen? Absolutely. But given past history and the percentage of, of it happening, you have to take that risk. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is all about taking risks, and that's a good one to take. So let's get down to the ground level here. So um, obviously a lot of people listening to this are private labelers, Amazon FBA, you know, all things related. Um, what are some, based on what you kind of experience in your free up business and dealing with your clients and things like that, what would you say for Amazon sellers like are some really common tasks or jobs that maybe they look into start outsourcing kind of from the get-go just to get their feet wet? Like what, what have you come across so far that people kind of jump on right away? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is listings, optimization, SEO. Amazon's always changing their search algorithm. People um, have a need for consultants that stay up to date on recent Amazon changes. Um, running PPC campaigns is huge. I mean, it's the same thing even outside of Amazon. We do a lot with Google and Facebook and stuff like that. And then the, the other stuff is your basic customer service, data entry, bookkeeping, stuff that you want to get off your plate that doesn't actually grow your business. Um, those are things that a lot of clients do take off their plate very effectively. So I, I would say those are the main ones. There's other parts of it like managing FBA and using pricing software. For, pricing software. So, for example, I use AppEagle. And they, I have a worker that all they do is monitor AppEagle, change prices, experiment with different formulas and constantly update them. And I have clients that do the same thing. So there's lots of different ways that you can go about it, um, depending on your Amazon business, whether it's more on the sourcing side or even going through Excel and going through wholesale products. Um, or, I mean, we have Chinese sourcers too that a lot of our um, private label clients will use. So it, it, we have so many clients that are doing so many different things. Um, I think the thing that everyone has in common is the listings and the PPC and stuff like that. But you can really branch out to so many things. Yeah, I, I think the, the PPC for a lot of sellers is that um, initial hang up where they're realizing how much time a week that they're actually spending. I mean, if you have one product, it's not really that hard. But as you start to grow, I know this from personal experience, like with the PPC and a lot of people listening, this can probably relate. Once you start to expand your product assortment and uh, you're running Amazon pay-per-click, obviously, or hopefully you are, that it can become a, a real, real time drain. And it's an, ex it's an extremely important part of the business, no doubt. But the biggest thing that I see people, you know, kind of going, if this was just off my plate, my life would be so much better. It is probably Amazon pay-per-click. Um, but the problem I found in, in really just looking around is that, you know, there really, there, there really wasn't a whole lot of uh, options as far as like just in our faces in the community, as far as like, here, here you go. A lot of the, uh, so not necessarily software, but a lot of the training was around how do we make you a really good Amazon pay-per-click expert, you know, like training us to be really good experts with a lot of different, um, you know, launches of or programs I've seen. And very few people have really come out there with like services for Amazon pay-per-click. And the ones that I've actually seen were just, you know, incredibly expensive to the point where somebody kind of just breaking into the Amazon game, it would just be like, yeah, that's, that's not really possible right now. So I'm excited about that personally. Like I have a bunch of different products and hopefully a lot of you guys listening out there as well do. And as you know, with pay-per-click, it's a huge time drain, but again, extremely important. So I'm actually really excited to check out your site for that in specific because um, I know that if I had that off my plate, I could do so many other things. I could, I could you know, really focus on growing my business and improving sales and uh, not, not dread the Amazon pay-per-click you know, maintenance each and every day. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, with, with with any agency, there's always that markup. Uh, it's why I try to make us a market. I, I made us a marketplace and not an agency. A lot of agencies are really just using my workers or other freelancers and white labeling them um, to their clients and, and marking them up. That's really what they do. And there are some pros like they manage it and, and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you can get those consultants an hourly rate from free up um, that can really help you grow your business on the PPC side. And the cool part about us is there's no 5K a month commitment for the first three months and then you can reevaluate. I mean, you're hiring our workers hourly and you can end them at any time. So just to kind of clarify too, your workers, for example, if I needed help with Amazon pay-per-click or somebody to kind of just, you know, help me along with it at whatever level I'm at, like you have people that are already knowledgeable in that world, right? Like just to be just fully open with that. Yeah, I have top-notch experts that do this 10, 12 hours every day for a lot of huge clients of mine that are available for you. You can meet with them free of charge, 10, 15-minute consultation, uh, or not even consultation, more interview, um, and then hire them for an hour or two to just review your account, come up with a game plan for you that includes hourly estimates so you know what you're getting into. Um, you can work with them to tweak the game plan, and if you approve it and you like it, they'll get started in execution. If not, at least you have that evaluation. So it's almost like we go at your pace. There's no harm. You know what you're getting into at all times and there's no commitment. You can use them for a month and then let them go. Okay, cool. You know, what's funny is right as we started talking, I was at like last week or the week before or whatever that was, um, I was actually uh, submitting jobs to Upwork to find a, um, a, a freelancer on there that I could train on Amazon pay-per-click just because I've been through so many different like, you know, what, what's my next step with this and things like that. And I thought, oh, if I could just train them, you know, I can find somebody I can, I can show them how to do what I'm doing. And then uh, obviously I heard about what you guys offer and I'm like, okay, that's more my realm. It's like just, just the, you know, if somebody's already got knowledge in it, that definitely helps. And, it, you know, if they have some skills in it and hopefully those skills will be a little bit better than mine or, you know, at least on par. But uh, yeah, that, that's, that's just such a game changer. So it's not just pay-per-click, but just for anybody listening to like just getting set up with, you know, you know, as you mentioned with the listing optimization and stuff like that, that's, you know, critically important in the success of your business. Like a couple of things you can just take off your plate and have somebody else do for you. And then, you know, as we mentioned, sky's the limit after that, like whatever you really don't want to do in your business that isn't critical that you do it, then you can really get to the next level if you have people that are maybe a little bit better in that skill set than you. Because I know, I know a lot of times I'll hear people too, like they'll even ask about like, uh, you know, graphic design and they'll, they'll start to like try to learn graphic design or all these other tasks. It's like that they're not good at. It's like, I keep scratching my head going, why? Like, why would you do that? If you're have no interest in it, why would you spend the time to learn things that you don't really care about? It's just going to bog you down. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I mean, there's also just that opportunity cost. You spend the next six months learning how to do PPC at a high level. That's time that you could be spent doing what your core competency is in the business. It's almost cheaper to just hire an expert, have them do it at a higher level, and save that six months of time that you spend learning, not to mention all the trial and errors that come in with learning, and just get it done at a high level from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you got a lot of uh, clients, as you mentioned, not just in the e-commerce space, but outside of that as well. Like what, do you have any success stories of maybe clients that started specifically with Amazon or private labeling or just anything to do with Amazon selling? And, you know, maybe they were kind of a, not necessarily small potatoes or anything like that, but just because of outsourcing, they're allowed to kind of scale their business and, you know, not just improve sales, but kind of improve their lifestyle really and have more time. Do you, do you have anybody you work with that you can maybe talk about? 
I have a lot of clients I've worked with that, with that we've helped either free up their time or expand their company. I can't give you specific names because of sure. our NDA with our clients. Um, one example on the free up side is we work with a, a very large manufacturer of car accessories. Um, they sell on multiple marketplaces, their own website, Amazon, eBay. Um, and they were going to Upwork and posting jobs for customer service people. And their manager, who I'm assuming um, makes a decent salary, was spending a lot of their time just interviewing all these people on Upwork instead of managing their customer service team. So when they started joining with us, we would get them people within a day. Every single time, they'd be able to hire these people rapid fire from us that were high level, that had years of customer service experience, that had customer service experience across different marketplaces. So they not only did they save all that time interviewing, but they also didn't have to train as much either. So they just could focus on training on specific stuff for their business rather than focusing on, hey, this is how Amazon or eBay works. Um, so that, I mean, they use us for um, lots of full-time freelancers to do their handle their customer service so they can focus on bigger operations. And then, I mean, on the Amazon side, I actually have clients who send me products all the time because we help them with their PPC because their PPC was just out of control. They were spending so much um, to just not get enough return or they just had no idea what they were doing. And we had an expert that just went in and took over and really accelerated their sales. That's excellent. So I think the name of the game, I don't know about you. I kind of mentioned the four hour work week before, but like I, I know a lot of, again, a lot of people listening, you know, have that idea of, oh, like things, once they can get an online business running, it allow them to free up their time. And unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of people listening to this might have a nine to five and they might have kids, they might have a family, they might have all those things going on. And they're looking like, okay, I can carve out maybe two hours a day to work on my Amazon business. And uh, they're kind of realizing like, you know, maybe that's not enough when they're first getting started, but utilizing, you know, outsourcing and sites like freeup.com they could essentially scale their business a lot faster than they thought possible just by multiplying themselves, you know, having freelancers and outsourcing tasks instead of looking at, you know, hey, I get home from work at five o'clock and, you know, I can work on my business for an hour or two and really be limited by that. I think, you know, a lot of people, they, they do have desires to eventually maybe quit their job and, and uh, go full time with an e-commerce business. And I, I just know from experience too that, yeah, like if you have other people working on your business with you, whether it be just actual people in, you know, like in real reality here, or you have people, you know, virtually, you can get to where you need to go a lot faster and, you know, accomplish your goals a lot quicker. So I think, uh, as you've probably seen in, in, in your business, um, you know, you can, you can really scale to the moon a heck of a lot faster when you just have, you know, people with specialized skills doing things that uh, you don't necessarily want to do. And it'll allow you to hit your goals a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it's all about. I mean, the, the four-hour work week is great, but it's really for a lifestyle business. I mean, there are some people that set up a business, have it run, and work maybe not four hours a week, but maybe in that 10, 10 range, 10, 20 range, and they spend the rest of their time enjoying life and spending time with their friends and family and stuff like that. And then there's other people that I think is more like me where, okay, when I get that time back, I'm putting it right back into the company, but at higher level parts of the company so that my company grows and gets bigger. And yes, I do have that extra freedom because for example, right now I have assistants that monitor my Skypes and emails 24 hours a day, whereas a year and a half ago, I didn't have that. So if there was some issue on a Saturday afternoon, I was hopping on. Whereas now I kind of have that freedom where I don't have to work on a Saturday because I trust my assistant and I know it's going to get taken care of. So there's really two sides of it, whether you're building the business and structuring it for lifestyle or structuring it to expand. And either way, you need remote workers to do it. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. So um, where can people, obviously we mentioned freeup.com. That's with three E's. So that's freeup.com. That's that's uh, the site we've been talking about here that I 
encourage you guys all to check out whether you're just getting started whether or not you got an empire that you're growing if you want to you know grow it even bigger uh, that can be a, a really huge asset to you but where else can people reach you online as far as if they got any questions specifically yeah, so I'm pretty easy to contact right on freeup.com with three E's. You can schedule a meeting right with me. I'd love to talk to you and your business. Calendar's right at the top of the website. Um, if you use Nick's link, which will be in the show notes, you get a dollar off your first worker forever. You can sign up. It's free. You can keep us in your back pocket when you're ready to hire down the line or if you have an urgent project or you need something during busy season this year. Um, it's an easy way to set up an account and then get access to top workers whenever you need them. We have a great blog that we talk about hiring, um, how to hire effectively, how to motivate people, how to get the most out of people, um, how to reduce turnover, stuff like that. And then in addition, you can check us out on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, all that. And we also have our book, Free Up Your Business, and you can check out our eBooks that we're coming out with. One um, is called 10 Mistake, the, the 10 Most Common Mistakes of Outsourcing, even if you're not a client of mine. It's a quick read. It'll help you avoid a lot of stuff that costs you time and money when hiring. Okay, and they can get that on the freeup.com website, right? Exactly. Okay. Just so everybody knows, yeah, I'll put that, I'll put the link in the show notes for everybody to take advantage of. And then obviously on the resources page guys. So just check it out. Um, as mentioned, you know, if you guys want to, again, take your business to the next level, this is what it's all about. It's all about outsourcing. It's all about freelancers. And again, doing the things that you hate doing. If you have somebody else that can do it for you and they're really good at it and they like doing it, that's really how you win in this game as far as I'm concerned and kind of multiplying yourself so that you can focus on things that you like and focus on higher level tasks. So, uh, Nate, we got anything else we want to mention before we uh, before we wrap this up or anything else you'd like to kind of talk about that maybe we uh, missed? No, I appreciate you having me. This was a lot of fun. Okay, excellent. Uh, guys, again, any questions, let them know. Uh, also, fire away in the Facebook group. Uh, maybe we could uh, start a conversation there as well, so get joined up in that Facebook group as well, guys. And uh, thanks. I really appreciate you jumping on with us, Nate, and we'll talk to you later. Talk soon.